having the tools in your shed. Your talk, your station, News Talk K57. The views expressed on this show belong to the show host, guests, and callers and do not represent Sorensen Media Group in any way, shape, or form. This show serves in the public's interest and SMG reserves the right to maintain control of the show as to keep within the guidelines of the FCC. If you have any comments or complaints, you can contact SMG. At SMG, we strive to present the best product we can. We value your opinion and we thank you so much for listening and tuning in to News Talk K57. News Talk K57 is 570 AM KGUM, Guam. lifestyle we live and chemicals from our modern society are driving a global health crisis. Serious health problems are now at epidemic proportions on Guam. Over the past 10 years, health problems from cancer to eye commerce to diabetics and even autism are all shown to be increasing at alarming rates, really impacting every family. With proper diet, nutrition, and an understanding of how the body works, we can minimize our risk, giving you the opportunity to live a healthier, happier, and longer life. At Island Strong, we provide the tools and resources to help you take charge of your own health. To find out more, visit islandstrong.com. Stop by our office next door to Megabyte Intimooning or call 648-9355 to speak to a wellness coach. Learn to live well with Island Strong. That's 648-9355. has listened closely to Superintendent John Fernandez's call to action and is committed to being an advocate for education. Asmujao offers a credit recovery program and an advancement program where students who are lacking credits or are interested in graduating early may attend Asmujao to gain those credits from a six-year WASC accredited school that can transfer those credits into the student's district school. Parents, please check your child's counselor and take control of your child's education by sending them to a smooch out to recover those credits that will guarantee the student will graduate with their class or graduate early. A smooch out is located in Agania next to the Attorney General's old office building at 297 West O'Brien Drive in a three-story blue building. Call 475-9276 for more information. That's 475-9276. Here comes the sun. It's alright. 
The most unique place on Guam to visit is Jeff's Pirate's Cove, located in Ipan Talafofo on Route 4 right on a beautiful Windward Beach. The menu is full of wonderful culinary delights, including Jeff's famous Chamorro Fiesta Plate. Always remember that Jeff hosts a wonderful Mother's and Father's Day, along with a tantalizing Thanksgiving and a Christmas buffet. Take a tour of Jeff's Pirate's Cove's unique local museum and keep an eye out for treasure. Yokoi, Guam's own 28-year survivor of World War II, is featured as a main attraction, showing his last 10 days on Guam and how he lived in the jungle. Jeff opens up Monday through Thursday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Don't forget to farm that breakfast start out. Man, Jose's Mexican omelet, unbelievable. Then you go to Jose's Taco Tuesday. Unbelievable, unbelievable, that menu. Then Friday, shrimp scampi, deep fried calamari rings, fish and shrimp combos, whole parrot fish, man. Don't forget about just Mediterranean Greek menu with a gyro platter. Another personal favorite Greek salad and list of appetizers that will only increase your appetite. Come to Just Pirates Cove, open seven days a week, Monday through Thursday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Call 789-8646 for orders to go. That's 789-8646. We'll see you there. is 570 AM KGUM Guam. Spirit calling as it's carried. 
across the way You're already falling It's calling you back to face the music And the song that is coming through The voice within and feel the change already beginning. Oh, won't you tell me again? Oh, can you feel it? Oh, won't you tell me again tonight? Imagine it's a quiet moonlit night and you're standing on a beautiful white sandy beach. The sand still warm under your feet from the sun's rays of the day. A gentle breeze is blowing through the palm trees and it softly caresses your face and body. The moon is full and the shimmering pale white moonlight showers you with its powerful moon energy as moonbeams dance upon the ebony water surrounding you. As you walk along the beach with the waves gently kissing your feet and the ocean singing to you, you look to the heavens and you see the most wondrous brilliant star. As you gaze upon this twinkling star, you see it fall suddenly into the water and in a flash of light, a beautiful, perfect dolphin emerges from that very spot and in an instant your heart and mind know that this magical being came to you from the heavens above the dolphin calls to you in language not of words but of the heart it is an easy joyous communication welcoming you to approach and enter the water excitingly you do so finding the water warm and soothing as you greet one another and you look into the dolphin's eyes you see the universe itself reflected there you feel at peace and loved It is a union and a reunion. You remember, and you're connected. Such joy and love you have for your new friend and guide. You take hold of the dolphin's fin, and she gently swims with you. You feel totally safe and protected as you both now go beneath the surface of the water, deeper and deeper and deeper. How beautiful this underwater world is. You could stay here forever, surrounded by colored fish, coral, sea, plant of every description. And in the distance, you see a crystal cave, just for you. You and your guide effortlessly guide toward this cave, so inviting. And as you enter the cave, you find it has many, many rooms of many colors. Red, orange, purple, green, blue, yellow. Each is healing, and you choose the color you need. Well, you may choose to visit each room. You're like a sponge, absorbing the vibration, the energy of all the beautiful colors. You may stay here as long as you wish. And when you're ready to leave, You see that your dolphin friend has been patiently waiting for you, and she now accompanies you to the surface. You float silently upward, and upward, and upward, and emerge from the water healed and whole. You bid farewell to each other, thanking this magnificent celestial being for her love and energy and for this healing journey, and in your heart you know that she will always, always be with you. Welcome, Edge Heaven. Here we are in studio with... Mr. Ujoa, our first of the month. Now, I don't know. Do you have any idea how long we've been doing this? 20-some years, I think. Really? 20-some yeah. years? Because I know the show's 21 years this last December, so that, <laughs> that's soon right on, right? We started? Yeah. Okay, well, here we are. Um, one of the interesting things, you know, in, in, in this Ascension experience, you know, uh, <clears throat> one of the attributes, of course, is having all the knowledge of the universe. <laughs> And so what happens is all this things that comes into your mind all the time, right? You know, and ideas. So we came up with the idea of, of for men. 
you know, we look at uh, uh, how uh, we we are on this planet, third dimension we're talking here, uh, you know, all the polarities, and of course the polarity being um, Mother Nature and Father Time and Old Man Winter. And in, in those two uh, aspects of, of third dimensional reality, uh, Mother Nature, you know, is ha giving birth and, and f Father Time and Old Man Winter are drinking beer and smoking cigars. <laughs> right, Steve? <laughs> I can I can go with the cigar part. Yeah, yeah. So so what what's what's happening and the idea in this ascension is to get to the oneness, to have the awareness of the oneness, and it's a struggle for men. Men, uh, the ego is very powerful and it blocks a lot of the advancing uh, activities that that are so much freer. A woman giving birth. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of surrendering going on, you know, to that, that experience. You can, no, we can't even imagine. I mean, it's not anything that we can even thought uh, and, and consider. So Mother Nature uh, is now Father Nature. Uh, what we're trying to get is to the man to have the reality of being uh, in the example of what Mother Nature wants him to do and how to act and how to, to be uh, to get that title. If he's interested in the title. Maybe he's not interested in the well, title. Well, yeah, let, let's go with that premise there. Okay. Because if there is a mother nature, wouldn't it also be uh, congruent to have a father nature? No, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the hallelujah. But a man cannot by birth say he's father nature. It has to come from mother nature. It has to be a designated thing for the man to go through some of activity well, to get to that point. Yeah, well, you're back to the Adam and Eve uh, uh, well, they were equal. Here. They yeah. were equal. When they landed, they were equal. Right now, it's not equal, Steve. I don't know, man. I mean, you know, to me, I'm looking around, you know, so far, I'm seeing it's not really equal. And so the idea is, is that women are, are above men. We, we think men are above women, but no, no, no. Women are way above men. So the men, to get to that plateau, ask your wife or your sweetheart or your mother or your grandmother what you have to do for them to be able to give you the title Father Nature. That's the that's that's the the big one because once you have that, then you have some kind of a plan to get to that point. And if upon getting to that point, if they add, if Grandma wants to add something more onto the list, there you go. You meet it. You go for it because that's what Father Nature and Mother Nature do. It's completely, and that's the oneness. There you are in the ascension. Yeah, they're supposed to complement each other yeah, as to you, the, you, the quality. You've there. got yeah. you've got the yin and the yang yeah, and all that. Yeah. And right. I'm trying to define in the ascension. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk about it, and we talk about the experiences and being in higher consciousness and all these things. So into that aspect, what can we do physically for people, and what kind of motions do we do uh, to meet the attributes of, of, the, of Mother Nature to be able to get that title, Father Nature? Well, I, I think it's, it's simply what the feminine expects of the masculine right. and what the masculine expects of the feminine. I don't think that less that part... <laughs> I don't think that's the part. <laughs> I think that has to be designated by Mother Nature. I'm giving him a lot of credit, to be honest with you. <laughs> Nobody calls for daddy when they get hurt, you know. <laughs> it, it depends on the context, I guess. No, uh, I hear you. Uh, the whole point is, is that really each has its role to play. Sure. And that role is dependent on each individual as a human, now we're bringing it back to the human level, Thank you. on what they need to learn in this lifetime right. and what their soul is leading them to express, I guess. Or maybe who their teachers As, as a life theme for this lifetime and what it needs to learn. So to me, the mother and father aspect of this is 
basically based on the soul's ability to find out what it needs to learn from the polarities. Right, and that's in only in higher consciousness. Right. That's why. But you've got to remember that the higher conscious also uh, bleeds down to the physical. Oh yeah, no. It's so, only, but first it happens in the spiritual. Y- yes. So Saint Edward has something going on in the spiritual, uh, and then it happens in the physical. So it has to come into the consciousness of the of the personality that's living right. in the physical. Right. So if you're, <coughs> excuse me, a feminine aspect you're relating to that role of the feminine aspect or if you're relating to the role of the masculine aspect remember that each person has each one of those aspects within themselves right so if you were born into the sex of male female though it will express through your dna differently right well you know the way i see it there's two ways those that can have babies and those that can't have babies. Yeah. <laughs> looking at the obvious stuff. That's, I'm that's, looking deeper into this. I'm, no, no, I'm not going any farther than that. <laughs> you, you also got to look whatever, at this. If a, if, 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 a, if a woman goes through a sex change and she can no longer have a baby and she's mm-hmm. a male, if, right on. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, bless her. That's a, that's a, that's a hallelujah because they're exactly where they're supposed to be, no doubt. So what I'm saying is, if whomever can have a baby, that that's mother nature. That that to me defines. Uh, Mother Nature. Yeah, the yin aspect. Yeah, yeah. and uh, but the birth, you know, that whole well, thing. Of about what yeah. it is inside that woman, what chemical reaction uh, where uh, it comes to the spark of the first heartbeat. Yeah, I but you've got to go essence. deeper than that, too, in the sense that if you're talking about birth, you're talking DNA, right? Oh, yeah. So if we're talking DNA, then those aspects of each individual's DNA, whether it be masculine or feminine, Okay, has to come out in right. that sense. Right. Now, if a person identifies more with the yin side or the feminine side versus the masculine side, right. even though they're the opposite sex, right. you know, we're getting into transgenderism right. and all that. Uh, psychologically, they may identify as the opposite sex. Right, and and but, but can they have babies? If yeah, they but can physically, babies, they're still of yeah. Well, there you whatever go. the biological so still mother nature. Sex. Yeah, I mean, I would still right. that person to me would be classified as mother nature because they right. can have babies. So. In that thought, in in uh, the ascension, you know, we're, we talk about it. We have, people get names: Saint Edward, John, is uh, in there, right? You know, it, it brings it to a point of where, in this oneness of that revelation and living it, and that's where I use and and we talk about the mantra to keep your head. It, uh, so to speak, into that higher consciousness. Anytime you slide sliding down into this reaction, the uh, humanary world that we live in, right? So, in in getting to Father Nature, you know, nobody has ever heard of that word, Father Nature. You ever heard of the word Father Nature? No, I mean, no. no so, so here, this is something yeah. new, right? And this is what the ascension is all about. The ascension has plateaus of newness. Yeah, it kicks you out of your box. Yeah, it kicks you out of your box. Yeah. So that's why we're using yeah. the word Father Nature. Mm-hmm. That's why we're doing something that a man can aspire to mm-hmm. uh, underneath the guidance. It's not what the, what the woman wants to see in a man. It's not changing the man more feminine. It's just what she wants more masculine. Hey, can you put on uh, 20 pounds of muscle, please? Uh, you know, or, or could you uh, do this or do that uh, and, and aspire to that? And once you've done that, hallelujah, Father Nature, I'm with you. Right? You know, who knows? Who knows? Because it, it's individual. It's individual. Yeah, it's yeah. individual. Who's going to do that? But once that occurs, and if and a man does get that title, there the, the embracing of the oneness. You know, the communion. You're talking communion now. You know, you contemplate, you meditate, and the communion would be where you have that 
equality in the ascension. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm always thinking, no. No, no, I, I, I think you're doing a, a, a good thing because what you're doing is you're bringing to the awareness the different aspects of each individual. The yeah. male and the feminine, right? Uh, the f- female right. and the male aspects of their of themselves, and they need to recognize yeah. what right. is their. And I'm doing quality. a lot of generalizing yeah. because right. generalizing is exactly so, how you would do this. So as it applies to the ascension process, then, in order for you to uh, reunite with your essential self or soul, if you want to call it that, you have to recognize that they're you're living in 3D first of all right and you have polarities yeah you're chopping wood and carrying water right so you're having these polarities right. so you need to balance this well that's not going to change that but i think that's the point of the ascension process is the balancing and the harmonizing of these two energies if you want to call it that it's understanding yeah it's understanding that in well, the third that's, dimension that's this is what's going to happen and there's it's it's yin and yang it's good and bad it's bliss it's pain the whole ball is pro-choice pro-life it's liberals it's conservatives and the the ascension is just seeing that and realizing that in higher conscious that by the way has to be named there saint edward you know and 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 you know john that that in that conversation where we are we live in truth there's no gender we're all equal. Right. There's uh, surrounded by unconditional love. There's no judgments. Right. And and so that that uh, it, but but nothing's going to change in the third dimension. That's why before the revelation you chop the wood and carry the water, and after the revelation you right. chop the wood and carry the water. Well, the thing that makes it change is the realization aspect, the awakening process, and that is what it will be expressed outwardly as the change is that a, awakening inwardly. To your balancing of these two energies, if you right? Want to call and, it. and well, that's yeah. a result. Right. The balancing is a result right. where you meet the attribute of right. whatever Mother Nature determines for you to get that title. Right. Then, hey, folks, I'll give you a hint, guys. Grandma will probably be the best one to go to. <laughs> <laughs> right, Steve? Go, go to Nana. Go to Nana. <laughs> if you, you stand a chance. Anyway, that's that's my suggestion. <laughs> so in, into that realm of getting that title, there you are. That's the balance. You've, you've met the balance of the yin and yang and, and the oneness. And that's the commune. That's when you commune uh, in, into this well, ascension. Yeah, the oneness is the unity principle, which is the ascension process of this whole thing is to coming together as one through unconditional love. Right. And th- that's the whole point, is that as you know more and more about yourself, and you're giving yourself over to your, your heart's content, so to speak, uh, I mean, to your heart of hearts uh, knowingness, then that becomes easier and easier to do. Right. No, absolutely. Now, uh, we, we get, got about a... a you know, what, seven minutes left? Or no, no, not even that. Yeah, six minutes left. Until the news. We got a new name. Folks, you're going to love this. The most powerful person on the whole planet, her name is Auntie Samantha. Auntie Samantha is, I repeat, the most powerful woman in the whole world. And you ask, who is Auntie Samantha? Uncle Sam's wife, and she's giving it away. <laughs> she's giving it away. Auntie Samantha is in town. Uncle Sam is taking a nap, and the wife has just taken over, and she is giving it away. All the kids are coming into the hotels. Everybody's going to be taken care of, and Auntie Samantha finally has hit the deck. And uh, we know here in Guam, because, you know, of course, our governor's a nurse, for goodness sakes. I mean, here we are, and who, how could anything I would, I would, in, in the world? Okay, in the world, I'll bet you in the world, there's not one leader of, of, of a community uh, that's a nurse. 
during this time of uh, <laughs> COVID. You know, I mean, hello. Uh, I, I mean, this know. is so. Anyway, uh, the big word is Auntie Samantha. Think about it, Uncle Sam, the icon of America. Uncle Sam wants you. That icon is Uncle Sam. Where that came from will be interesting. We've got to do some study in here. But Auntie Samantha is the wife. And Auntie Samantha just took over. And she's given it away by the trillions. <laughs> I don't know. So, Steve, yeah. uh, the, do you like that Auntie Samantha? Um, well, yeah. If you look at it that way, you can see how it relates. Yes. How, how it relates yeah. to the, the situation we're sure. in. Well, you know, the only thing we can do is hope that uh, uh, all the other countries come up with the aunties also, you know, and, and put their loving husbands to sleep and let uh, Mother Nature run the show. You know, uh, uh, the one of the greatest stories the, um, in uh, um, Israel, the uh, um, man, I can't remember, you know, her, remember her name. Uh, she was like the prime minister. Oh, wow. Um, and, and, you begins know, begins with a G, I think. I forget. Yeah, yeah, and, and, uh, she, uh, uh, look it up real quick. So, because, Gold, yeah, Goldie Mayer. Yeah. Goldie Mayer. So, she, uh, um, was a, a very powerful, uh, uh, they call it a kitchen diplomat. And what the way she would, would work is the, the, um, do, no doubt somebody from England, United States, France, you know, the diplomat would land in Israel and they would be greeted by the military and then escorted to her house and taken into the kitchen and sit down in the kitchen. <laughs> she starts cooking. Kitchen diplomacy. Yes. It's called kitchen diplomacy. <laughs> and in, in that diplomatic genius, you know, that whatever she asked for, you know, all the papers were signed uh, on the table, right, you know, mm. as, they, as they ate their, uh, their delicacies. But it's, it's interesting, when we, when we see women leaders, right, and you, you know, I know Margaret Thatcher, you know, they tried to chase her away or whatever. I don't know, you know, you see all these different things that happen in life, right? And as you mentioned all the time, yin and yang, the polarities. And it's, it's so defined now in this ascension. But once, it, that's not going to change. The only thing that's going to change is you seeing it for what it yeah. is. And that's in your higher consciousness. You know, it's a, it's a joy when we think about having that ability to absorb all this, this, this knowledge that's around us. You know, and the key, of course, is taking time, taking your time, um, trying to get next to nature, and just getting ideas, just having things come into your head. Because this, no doubt, is, as to what they've always said throughout you know, the uh, centuries, is this is how aliens can contact you, is your thoughts. You know, that's one of the theories, you know, the thoughts of, of, of uh, the, the essence of the vehicle and you have a thought, you know, and you're, you're not blocked by worry or anxiety or so you see these gentlemen, you know, of course, the, the monks or the Carmelites or, you know, the, 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 who, who practice this daily uh, in absorbing the knowledge from higher selves or in the aspect of aliens. And so getting to that, I got the Urantia book here. Mm -hmm. And in the Urantia book, uh, we're going to do Good Friday. You know, we wanted to bring up the two, uh, uh, Father Nature and Auntie Samantha, you know, and, and kind of introduce that to the, <laughs> to, the, to the group. And this um, Urantia book, uh, of course, the um, uh, Urantia is the name of our planet. Uh, we're in the universe called Nebadon. Uh, there's five super universes, the super universe that... Um, uh, Yversa is in is Orvinton, and the capital of Orvinton is Yversa, and the people from Yversa wrote this book, Urantia. 
and uh, we're going to do uh, uh, the minute by minute, folks. Pretty much, it's it's very very powerful. Uh, how they uh, the Kashik record, no doubt, uh, and we can explain when we get back on. Steve can explain what the Kashik no. record is. <laughs> no, do you know what the well, Kashik no, record I, I is? I can give you a general my yeah. understanding generally of it, but uh, refraction of light, no everything that's ever happened on the planet. Yeah, yeah right. it's it's going out through space, right. and you can tap into it. Yeah, yeah, it's a, a Kashik record, pretty powerful stuff. And uh, uh, CBS News is, is going to jump in here. And, uh, we're going to have uh, uh, the good news, of course, is, is what we're listening to. And happy Good Friday, everybody. This is a, uh, a time of, uh, of of reflection and into the aspect of uh, uh, the polarities on the planet. You know uh, what what the cost might be if you uh, become a messiah. You know, in your community. This, uh, listen, the CBS News, KGM, and Agani Wong. News Talk K57 is 570 AM, KGUM, Guam. You are here. Your talk, your station, News Talk K57. The views expressed on this show belong to the show host, guests, and callers and do not represent Sorensen Media Group in any way, shape, or form. This show serves in the public's interest and SMG reserves the right to maintain control of the show as to keep within the guidelines of the FCC. If you have any comments or complaints, you can contact SMG. At SMG, we strive to present the best product we can. We value your opinion and we thank you so much for listening and tuning in to News Talk K57. Everything from A to Z. 26 letters from A to Z. Your talk, your station, News Talk K57. lifestyle we live and chemicals from our modern society are driving a global health crisis. Serious health problems are now at epidemic proportions on Guam. Over the past 10 years, health problems from cancer to Alzheimer's to diabetics, even autism, are all shown to be increasing at alarming rates, really impacting every family. With proper diet, nutrition, and an understanding of how the body works, we can minimize our risk, giving you the opportunity to live a healthier, happier, and longer life. At Island Strong, we provide the tools and resources to help you take charge of your own health. To find out more, visit islandstrong.com. Stop by our office next door to Megabyte in Tamooning or call 648-9355 to speak to a wellness coach. Learn to live well with Island Strong. That's 365 days a year and every day that ends in Y. Your talk, your station, News Talk K57.
Mujow Community School has listened closely to Superintendent John Fernandez's call to action and is committed to being an advocate for education. Osmujow offers a credit recovery program and an advancement program where students who are lacking credits or are interested in graduating early may attend Osmujow to gain those credits from a six-year WASC accredited school. They can transfer those credits into the student's district school. Parents, please check your child's counselor and take control of your child's education by sending them to a smoojow to recover those credits that will guarantee the student will graduate with their class or graduate early. A smoojow is located in Agania, next to the Attorney General's old office building at 297 West of Bryan Drive in a three-story blue building. Call 475-9276 for more information. That's 475-9276. on Guam to visit is Jess Pirates Cove, located beneath Pantalafofo on Route 4 right on a beautiful Windward Beach. The menu is full of wonderful culinary delights, including Jess' famous Chamorro Fiesta Plate. Always remember that Jeff hosts a wonderful Mother's and Father's Day, along with a tantalizing Thanksgiving and a Christmas buffet. Take a tour of Jess Pirates Cove's unique local museum and keep an eye out for treasure. Yukoi, Guam's own 28-year survivor of World War II, is featured as a main attraction, showing his last 10 days on Guam and how he lived in the jungle. Jeff opens up Monday through Thursday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Start out with Jose's Mexican Omelet for breakfast. What a treat. And then jump over to Jose's Taco Tuesday. Don't forget that burrito. Whoa. And then there's Friday, F-R-Y Day. Shrimp scampi, deep fried calamari's rings, fish and shrimp combo, and my very, very favorite, whole parrotfish. And then don't forget about just Mediterranean Greek menu with a gyro platter. <laughs> Another personal favorite, Greek salad and a list of appetizers that will only increase your appetite. Come to Jess Pirates Cove, open seven days a week, Monday through Thursday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Call 789-8646 for orders to go at 789-8646. We'll see you there. treasure is uh is on the phone steve yeah um it's uh, uh our treasure dion is that you are you the treasure oh am i 
I don't know. Well, Why? I think so. Guys? Well, you know, it's uh, uh, I know Steve is uh, uh, doing you? well. You know, he's uh, we're, we we figured out we've been doing this for 84 years now. <laughs> 84 years? Yeah, how many lifetimes? You know, Steve and I have been sitting at the table talking it over, right? You know, we, we came up with a new word, Father Nature. Father Nature? Yeah, oh. and, but it's only up to you, woman, uh, Mother Nature, to give that title to a man. And you have to d- define what attributes you feel are important in that man to be able to get that title. A man cannot say they're Father Nature. It can only come from Mother Nature. So tell Jerry what it is that you feel he ha- should be if, not, if he's not already uh, Father Nature. And so that gives into in the uh, rise in the ascension. We finally get commune. You know, we finally equal you fine ladies that <laughs> we've been struggling. Does that mean he has to be grounded? And uh, that's up to you. Don't ask me. <laughs> Don't ask me. I'm just a little boy here. No, you're Mother Nature. You're the one that's got to have that uh, uh, that determination and and how to. Don't forget how to measure it. <laughs> how to? <laughs> oh, that's fun. Yeah, and then okay. Now the other one. We got another one we came up with, and it's Auntie Samantha. Auntie Samantha is the most powerful woman in the whole world. You know who she, she is. is. You know who she is, Dion. No. She's Uncle Sam's wife. Ooh, oh, and she's giving it all away. Sense. Uncle Sam is taking a nap, and Auntie Samantha is giving it all away. It's wonderful. So mm, you got, you got she's two. giving it all away to China? Oh. No, no, no. We're buying from China. Are you kidding? We're buying from China. China's the deal. You know, it just takes longer. That's all. No, no. It's, uh, that, none of that's going to change. You know, we're the consumers. China loves us because we're buying all their stuff. So, you know, oh. let's let's have a relationship here, right? Save the yeah, last dance. just looking at what they're doing in Kiribati today. Yeah. Uh, okay, so anyway, what we're talking about here is uh, uh, some astrology. What's going on out there in the stars? Oh, well, in the Western astrology, my little friend Pam Greger uh, says that the first half... Um, of the month, well, she only goes to the um, new moon uh, in her astrology uh, thing, and it's uh, let's see, it's just yeah, this is her new moon. The new moon will be in Aries, and the planets are moving into Aries. Oh, there's so many planet, many planets are moving into Aries, which is new beginnings. Yeah, you know, Saturn square Uranus, which is the old way of thinking versus the new way of thinking, and so we're. We're having, um, you know, uh, paradigm shifts, but we're also having um, control issues, right? Because the old way doesn't want to lose control. That's why you, Mother Nature, have to give the, uh, you know, the direction to uh, these gentlemen to get that title, Father Nature, and you got to have them realize that these are what they if if they want the title. They might not yeah. be interested. Oh, a lot, I'm sure a lot, the egos of the male, bless their little hearts, <laughs> but, but a man cannot say he's father nature. But, you know, there's a whole bunch out there that will probably anyway. Who knows? Right. They're not going to stick to the rules. The <laughs> At oh, least half of them, right? That's a polarity, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, the ruler of Aries is Mars, and Ooh. Mars is out of balance until the 24th of May. So what that means is it's veered beyond the 23-degree north and the 23-degree south that we normally um, have in the ecliptic. Mars is out there. So we, is that, that's good or bad? Well, uh, you know, um, 
Uh, all the planets are moving direct, so things are happening quickly uh, because Mars is one of those. Oh, darn, I just took the bottom out of my lamp because Mars is one of those planets that moves quick. Um, so I think it depends on how you react to it. You know, um, just knowing that things are speeding up and that. Uh, uh, so you just kind of uh, go with the flow with, with these kind of things. I know uh, right. uh, always hindsight, oftentimes, you know, you say, oh, wow, you know, this was predicted, you know, for the, in, a, in an astrology um, event and, and things happen. Right. It, 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 what, what, what I've seen, though, Dion, in, in, uh, in existence of, of if, if you reach like a, a euphoric experience, then probably pretty close, there really is going to be a, a, a heartening uh, you know, uh, negative of that experience. The the positive that you can have a negative, and if you're not if you're not in in the, in the realm of really realizing that that's natural, that's mother nature, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna have a hard time. Well, as we're transiting through the fourth dimension, yeah. But as we get closer into the higher frequency, right. We're going to have less of that polarity. Right. So you got to bring polarity in. Polarity is really a third dimensional thing. Right. So that Mother Nature, there you go. There's your job. You got to give all your, your gangs, <laughs> if they want the title, Father Nature, you're willing to give it to them, but this is the, these are the attributes that they have to meet. Are you, right. And it, she also says um, in this time, this is the month, you know, up until the new moon, which is halfway through the month, um, which is um, don't. Don't make uh, big decisions quickly. But drop into your heart, close your eyes, and ask your heart right. before you make any big decisions. Because this is also people are going to feel empowered and they're going to push. So they're going to push what they want. So when, when big decisions come up to be made, drop into your heart, close your eyes, ask. You know, I mean, it's a good practice anyhow. Sure. It's a good practice, anyhow. And and then um, contemplating a, a decision, uh, contemplating and meditating, kind of go hand in hand. I mean, you know, they're intertwined, right? But then the yeah. big one is the communion. When yeah. you make that decision, or when you actually have what it is uh, in your life that that you're uh, contemplating and meditating about, right? That, and then that in that creating uh, the actual physical event. Of, of it you know sometime uh, uh, just that sometime sometime it's the occurrence and, and just revelations of, of a journal rising if, if you do a journal and thoughts and things they come up um, it, it, it amazed me one of my journal was having to do with uh, um, the um, Balati uh -huh. I, you know, I was down at the at the beach, and all these Balati were out in the water, you know. And I go, wow, man, these guys are the ugliest, nastiest <laughs> things in the universe, right? We could eat them. Well, then that came to my mind: if they're that bad, they got to cure cancer. Oh uh, yeah. Dion, a week later, in the newspaper. Sea right. cucumbers cure cancer. Cure cancer. Yeah. 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 And so yeah. I go. I go. Wow. You know, I got that a week early. So what we're talking about, and like in astrology or some of these things is within your mind, the ideas that you have as you rise in higher consciousness, all the knowledge of the universe as as a def defining within this higher consciousness, all these thoughts and and uh, messages and revelations come into us. 
you know, like coming up with Father Nature or coming up with Auntie Samantha or coming up with these different uh, kind of inspiring, kind of uh, uh, thought-provoking uh, conversation right. yeah. uh, kind yeah, of things within the ascension, moving. right? You know, because otherwise we can just sit and look at each other, you know, and, and until you go, blackjack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? There was something else that she said that I thought was really worth mentioning. And I know this, but I hadn't thought about it until she mentioned it. And that is when you set your intention, set there, always set them in the present tense. Oh, yeah. Like you're there already. Thank you, Lord, for our unconditional love. Thank you, Mother Nature, yeah. for our unconditional love no it's and you include everybody so you use and the you word include oh, you everybody are. but yeah. you do it in a present tense right not in the future yeah. not in the thank past. you lord for our excellent health thank you lord for our excellent health thank you lord for right. our extreme happiness and then my Absolutely. favorite thank you lord for our abundance of surplus money after expenses <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's got to be present and, tense and now uh, the other lady that was Pam, and uh, uh, she's a Western astrologer. And now the uh, Vedic astrology lady, uh, who I listen to, is Joni Petrie, and she says um, that humanity is is going is making a difference, and there's going to be new discoveries this month. There you go. Things are going to come out this month, and I, you know, maybe because things are moving so fast. This is now is the time people around the world are taking back their power. Yeah, Father uh, Nature. But to get there isn't always easy because Uranus is the great awakener, and we're in that birthing process, and we're going to be there for a while, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, as, until you have the revelation of self, of who you really are. Yeah. You know, and you're always going to be dealing with anxiety, anger, jealousy, all these different human revelations by reaction to the situation of, of your environment but once you get into higher consciousness and you use your mantra you use your guidza 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 your love 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 to right. change the thought then you become a, a respondent in higher consciousness and it's not so well, bad that's what ascension is it's just the awakening process here mm -hmm. it, 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 as you awaken and as you know that there is a divine law in effect and working uh, really, the more peaceful you get, and you're just leaving it all up to God. Oh yeah, okay. you completely surrender. So, yeah, well, that, you know no ego. that, that yeah. fabric that you call God, that thing that you call God, is you, and you are part right. of the whole. That's the commune. And That's then, when you commune. Yeah, there's no. I mean, we are we are a we are a thought form in a holographic universe. That uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's in a vortex. Uh, it's spinning. Yeah. Uh, it is spirit in in nature uh, that is playing out uh, a game on right, right, little, right, and, and all these different, but, but and yeah, holographic body and, and but, holographic but, reality. But the reality of that, there's this polarity, and and Absolutely. that polarity has to be dealt with in a positive way. And the only way you can deal with that polarity in a positive way is by rising above it. Did I tell you what I told my sister? No. I told my sister she's 80 years old and she fell down and oh. she, she had a big, uh, uh, you know, a painful experience. And I go, Moya, you know where that pain comes from? She goes, no, where? I go, came from all those wonderful climaxes you had. <laughs> and she goes, she goes, they, she goes, they weren't that good. So I go, well, I guess your pain's not that bad, huh? <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, my brother turned 85 yesterday. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Yeah, yesterday was his birthday. Wow, that's pretty serious. But but yeah. what, what, I'm, what I'm getting to is, is just in, in that aspect of the polarity. No, you're not going to escape it. And it, no matter how your higher consciousness and how, wherever you are, your embodiment is going to go through it. And then tonight's the night. Do you know what we're going to do? We got, we got about four more minutes with you, and then we're going to take a break. And then we're going to jump into the crucifixion because it's it's it's. Uh, um, oh yeah, yeah. I did want to say one thing that um, Lee Harris had to say, and that people will feel these electrical impulses in their bodies, and it's the upgrading. We're getting upgraded. You know, we're getting more gamma. In fact, I was on Google, and it came through uh, something I was reading on Google about we're getting these gamma photon rays coming Correct. in. Yeah. The photon. And we're being pulsed. Our planet is getting these huge amounts. In fact, Japan had built a uh, neutrino thing, but somebody else, I can't remember who now. I wrote it down somewhere. Yeah, I found out about neutrinos. Something to catch neutrinos. Yeah. And, well, you, yeah. and, and, and the photon gamma that's coming through, we are, I mean, it's like exponential from what it had been. Yeah, you, and that's what, you know, that's where this whole thing is, the whole change is coming. Yeah, I mean, the, you ever heard of, of vitamin B3? Oh, I take it every day. So you, you, you take it a tablet on its own? No, K2. We, you take the K2? If yeah. you get a chance, take, take a niacin uh, B3, uh, it's like 500 milligrams of it. And you'll be uh, uh, you'll feel what it is you're talking about. Oh, I've done that. Yeah, with the niacin. But the thing yeah. the thing is, I read something. Jerry and I were just watching, reading a study the other day, and we were watching it, and it was on B three and uh, coronavirus. And they said one of the things that will de- anybody from thirty five north to thirty five below above thirty five north and. Latitude. Below 35 south is going to be vitamin D deficient. Yeah. But the one thing that will deplete your body quickly of vitamin D3 is high fructose corn syrup. Yeah, turns to fructose. I was just, it says that it, it will deplete the vitamin D yeah. in your system. So right. if you go out and spend time in the sun, it doesn't matter if, right. you're, if you're drinking a 40-ounce uh, thing of sweet... Soda with yeah. high fructose corn syrup, you're going to get it's going to take right. the vitamin D out of your system. Right, you know, and, and the same thing with with no matter how much exercising you do, if you spend eight hours at the desk, you know, yeah. it nullifies it. You you got to stand up, you know, you got to do your your computer uh, towers or whatever your, your monitor at a standing station or you know all these different things i mean it, it all depends it, what, what you're looking at if you're looking for a quality long life uh, there you go if if you're yeah. in it if you're in it for how good it tastes and how much fun we're going to have and and uh, you're probably going to live longer anyway right it's all kind of destined <laughs> into this aspect it's just you know into the feeling of how well you want to take care of this vehicle so this higher consciousness can have as many experiences as possible to to go through uh, you know the, the, this ascension. But Dion, thank you. And, Alrighty, uh, well, you guys, I'll, I'll ask Jerry if he wants to be Mister Nature. No, Father Nature. <laughs> Mother, Nature. Mother Nature, Father Nature. Father Nature, right? I'll, and, uh, I'll see. I'll see how down he is for that. Right. Yeah. There you go. Tell him, and you have make sure you have the plan about what he's got to do to get it. Oh, yeah. Just tell him to stay grounded. (laughs) He'll be okay. 
<laughs> oh, What's fun. the fun of that? <laughs> well, someday I'm going to get over there and I'll be in studio, but it hasn't okay. happened yet. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, it's, it'll happen exactly when it's supposed to, you wizard, you. Anyway, That's hey, right. this is going to be, uh, uh, real quick, Let's we'll make the announcement. Uh, sa- Sunday morning at 9.30, it's going to be re- back on the radio. Our show? K57. Oh, it is? Yeah, just in time, we're in between masses. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Sunday at 9.30. Okay. Sunday at 9.30, yes. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Take, take care. care. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Okay. So we'll have that take that break. Everything from A to Z. 26 letters from A to Z. Your talk, your station, News Talk K57. lifestyle we live in chemicals from our modern society are driving a global health crisis serious health problems are now at epidemic proportions on guam over the past 10 years health problems from cancer to alzheimer's to diabetics even autism are all shown to be increasing at alarming rates really impacting every family with proper diet nutrition and an understanding of how the body works we can minimize our risk giving you the opportunity to live a healthier, happier, and longer life. At Island Strong, we provide the tools and resources to help you take charge of your own health. To find out more, visit islandstrong.com. Stop by our office next door to Megabyte Intimooning or call 648-9355 to speak to a wellness coach. Learn to live well with Island Strong. That's 648-9355. Mujow Community School has listened closely to Superintendent John Fernandez's call to action and is committed to being an advocate for education. Asmujao offers a credit recovery program and an advancement program where students who are lacking credits or are interested in graduating early may attend Asmujao to gain those credits from a six-year WASC accredited school that can transfer those credits into the student's district school. Parents, please check your child's counselor and take control of your child's education by sending them to a smooth job to recover those credits that will guarantee the student will graduate with their class or graduate early. A smooth job is located in Agania next to the Attorney General's old office building at 297 West of Bryan Drive in a three-story blue building. Call 475-9276 for more information. That's 475-9276. Yeah. 
The most unique place on Guam to visit is Jess Pirates Cove, located in Ipan Talafofo on Route 4 right on a beautiful Windward Beach. The menu is full of wonderful culinary delights, including Jeff's famous Chamorro Fiesta Plate. Always remember that Jeff hosts a wonderful Mother's and Father's Day, along with a tantalizing Thanksgiving and a Christmas buffet. Take a tour of Jess Pirates Cove's unique local museum and keep an eye out for treasure. Yukoi, Guam's own 28-year survivor of World War II, is featured as a main attraction, showing his last 10 days on Guam and how he lived in the jungle. Jeff opens up Monday through Thursday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Start out with Jose's unbelievable unbelievable Mexican omelet. Wow. I'm telling you. What a breakfast. And then jump over to Jose's Taco Tuesdays. Don't forget, triple tacos, Spanish cheese dips. It goes on and on. And then there's Friday, shrimp scampi, deep fried calamari rings, fish and shrimp combo, and then my whole parrotfish. What what a delight. And then, on to Jeff's Mediterranean Greek menu with a gyro platter, another personal favorite, Greek salad, and a list of appetizers that will only increase your appetite. Come to Jess Pirates Cove, open seven days a week, Monday through Thursday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Call 789-8646 for orders to go. That's 789-8646. a day, 365 days a year, and every day that ends in Y. Your talk, your station, News Talk K57. Welcome back. This is a uh, uh, Good Friday, and uh, of course, all over the world, um, pretty much for America is where it begins here in Guam, and uh, um, it's uh, a time of of, of uh, contemplation. Probably, you know, uh, we we talk about the balance. You know, an individual who was so gifted, and being the son of God to give this activity of helping all these people uh, and all this positive to have this experience is probably the most negative thing could occur to a person. So when you think about this, think about the polarity. Think about what as third dimensional beings goes through. Now, this is coming from the Urantia book. As I mentioned earlier, Urantia is the name of our planet, the universe we're in, it's called Nebadon. Now, the god of Nebadon is Michael. And Michael had to have his last Marantia form in a human vehicle. And he, in higher consciousness, like St. Edward and John, took Jesus of Nazareth's body and experienced this Marantia form in this 
third dimensional polarity of existence. And in it, as Michael, to, be a, to become the god of Nebadon, this was the last one he had to do. And if you think about how the Urantia is, is written, U-R-A-N-T-I-A, you can Google it and, and see what you think. It's almost in the present tense. It's like, as, as it goes, um, as the death procession passed along the narrow strength of Jerusalem, many of the tender-hearted Jewish women who had heard Jesus' words of good cheer and compassion and who knew of his life of loving ministry and could not refrain from weeping when they saw him being led forth to such an ignoble death. As he passed by, many of these women bewailed and lamented. And when some of them even dared to follow along by his side, the master turned his head toward them and said, Daughters of Jerusalem, weep not for me, but rather weep for yourselves and for your children. My work is about done. Soon I go to my father. But the times of terrible trouble for Jerusalem are just beginning. Behold, the days are coming in which you shall say, Blessed are the barren and those whose breasts have never suckled their young. In those days will you pray the rocks of the hills to fall on you in order that you may be delivered from the terrors of your troubles. Nobody escapes troubles, folks. These women of Jerusalem were indeed courageous and to manifest sympathy for Jesus, for it was strictly against the law to show friendly feelings for one who was being led forth to crucifixion. It was permitted the rabble to jeer, mock, and ridicule the condemned, but it was not allowed of any sympathy should be expressed. Though Jesus appreciated the manifestations of sympathy in this dark hour when his friends were in hiding, he did not want these kind-hearted women to incur the displeasure of the authorities by daring to show compassion on his behalf. Even at such a time as this Jesus thought little about himself, only of the terrible days of tragedy ahead for Jerusalem and the whole Jewish nation. As the master trudged along on the way to the crucifixion, he was very weary. He was nearly exhausted. He had had neither food nor water since the last supper at the home of Elijah. Mark, neither had he been permitted to enjoy one moment of sleep. In addition, there had been one hearing right after another up to the hour of his condemnation. Not to mention the abusive scourgings with their accompanying physical suffering and loss of blood superimposed upon all this was his extreme mental anguish, his acute spiritual tension, and a terrible feeling of human loneliness. Quite the balance. Shortly after passing through the gate on the way out of the city, as Jesus staggered on bearing the cross beam, his physical strength momentarily gave way, and he fell beneath the weight of his heavy burden. The soldiers shouted at him and kicked him, but he could not arise. When the captain saw this, knowing what Jesus had already endured, he commanded the soldiers to desist. Then he ordered a passerby, 
Juan Simon from Seren to take the crossbeam from Jesus' shoulders and compelled him to carry it the rest of the way to Golgotha. This man, Simon, had come all the way from Crean in northern Africa to attend the Passover. He was stopping with other Cyrenians just outside the city walls and was on his way to the temple services in the city when the Roman captain commanded him to carry Jesus' crossbeam. Simon lingered all through the hours of the master's death on the cross, talking with many of his friends and with his enemies. After the resurrection and before leaving Jerusalem, he became a valiant believer in the gospel of the kingdom. And when he returned home, he led his family into the heavenly kingdom. His two sons, Alexander and Rufus, became very effective teachers of the new gospel in Africa. But Simon never knew that Jesus, whose burden he bore, and the Jewish tutor who once befriended his injured son were the same person. It was shortly after nine o'clock when this procession of death arrived, and the Roman soldiers set themselves about the task of nailing the two brigands and the Son of Man to their respective crosses. The soldiers first bound the master's arms with the cords of the crossbeam, and then they nailed his hands to the wood. When they had hoisted the crossbeam up on the post, and after they had nailed securely to the upright timber of the cross, they bound and nailed his feet to the wood, using one long nail to penetrate both feet. The upright timber had a large peg inserted at the proper height, which served as a sort of saddle for supporting the body weight. The cross was nor high, the master's feet being only about three feet from the ground. He was therefore able to hear all that was said to him and could plainly see the expression on the faces of all those who so thoughtlessly mocked him. And also could those present easily hear all that Jesus said during these hours of lingering torture and slow death. It was the custom to remove all clothes from those who were to be crucified. But since the Jews greatly objected to the public exposure of the naked human form, the Romans always provided a suitable loincloth for persons crucified at Jerusalem. Accordingly, after Jesus' clothes had been removed, he was thus garbed before he was put upon the cross. Crucifixion was resorted to in order to provide a cruel and lingering punishment. The victim sometimes not dying for several days. There was considerable sentiment against crucifixion in Jerusalem, and there existed a society of Jewish women who always sent a representative to crucifixions for the purpose of offering drugged wine to the victim in order to lessen his suffering. But when Jesus tasted this narcotic-sized wine, as thirsty as he was, he refused to drink it. The master chose to retain his human consciousness until the very end. He desired to meet death, even in this most cruel and inhuman form, and conquer it by voluntarily submission to the full human experience. Before Jesus was put on the cross, the two brigands, that's our, our other saints as they became, had already been placed on their crosses all the while cursing and spitting upon their executioners. Jesus' only words, as they nailed him to the crossbeams, were, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He could not have so mercifully and lovingly intercepted for his executioners 
if such thoughts of affectionate devotion had not been the mainspring of all his life of unselfish service. The ideas, motives, and longings of a lifetime are openly revealed in a crisis. After the master was hoisted on the cross, the captain nailed the title above his head and read it in three languages, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. The Jews were infuriated by this believed insult, but Pilate chafed by their disrespectful manner. He felt he had been intimidated and humiliated, and he took this method of attaining petty revenge. He could have written Jesus a rebel, but he well knew these Jerusalem Jews detested the very name of Nazareth, and he was determined thus to humiliate them. He knew that they would also be cut to the very quick by seeing this executed Galilean called the King of the Jews. Many of the Jewish leaders, when they learned about how Pilate had sought to deride them by placing the inscription on the cross of Jews, hastened out, and but they dared not attempt to remove it since the Roman soldiers were standing on guard. Not being able to remove the title, these leaders mingled with the crowd and did their utmost to incite derision and ridicule, lest given serious regard to the inscription. The Apostle John, with Mary, the mother of Jesus, Ruth, and Jude, arrived on the scene just after Jesus had been hoisted to his position on the cross. And just as the captain was nailing the title above the master's head, John was the only one of the eleven apostles to witness the crucifixion. And even he was not present all the time since he ran into Jerusalem to bring back his mother and her friends soon after he had brought Jesus' mother to the scene. As Jesus saw his mother with John and his brother and sister, okay? Now see, that's something different, right? And referring to within uh, Jesus' brother and sister. And what is, meanwhile, the four soldiers uh, assigned to the master's crucifixion, as was the custom, had divided his clothes among them, one taking the sandals, one the turban, one the girdle, and the fourth the cloak. This left the tunic, a seamless vestment reaching down to near the knees, to be cut up in four pieces. But when the soldier saw what an unusual garment it was, they decided to cast lots for it. Jesus looked down at them while they divided his garments, and the thoughtless crowd jeered him. Here's a balance, man. I mean, duh, pretty balancey. It was well that the Roman soldiers took possession of the master's clothing. Otherwise, if his followers had gained possession of these garments, they would have been tempted to resort to superstitious relic worship. That's interesting. The master desired that his followers should have nothing material to associate with his life on earth. He wanted to leave mankind only the memory of a human life dedicated to the high spiritual ideal of being consecrated in doing Father's will. So there's an there's a, end, end of this activity. At about half past nine o'clock this Friday morning, Jesus was hung upon the cross. Before 11 o'clock, upward of 1,000 persons had assembled to witness this spectacle of the crucifixion of the Son of Man. Throughout these dreadful hours, the unseen hosts of a universe stood in silence while they gazed upon this extraordinary phenomena of the Creator as He was dying the death 
of the creature, even the most ignoble death of a condemned criminal. Standing near the cross at one time. So, which had throughout these dreadful hours, unseen, unseen hosts of the universe, Gabriel, Emmanuel, the, his, his, and his brothers in that aspect about, you know, kind of waiting and seeing how things were going. Standing near the cross at the time or another during the crucifixion were Mary, Ruth, Jude, John, Salmon, uh, John's mother, and a group of earnest women believers, including Mary, the wife of Clopas, and the sister of Jesus, mother, uh, Mary Magdalene, and Rebecca, one time of the Sepphoris, this and the friends of Jesus held their peace while they witnessed his great patience and fortitude and gazed upon his intense sufferings. Many who passed by wagged their heads and railed at him. You who would destroy the temple and build it again in three days, save yourself. If you are the son of God, why do you not come down from your cross? In like manner, some of the rulers of the Jews mocked him, saying, he saved others, but himself he cannot save. Others said, if you are the king of the Jews, come down from the cross and we will believe in you. And later on, they mocked him the more, saying he trusted in God to deliver him and he claimed to be the son of God. Look at him now, crucified between two thieves. Even the two thieves also rallied at him and cast reproach upon him. So here he is. You know, he's going through all these things because he has to, to, to this polarity. It's so, it's so uh, real in, in our third dimensional reality, you know, that he couldn't take. He, he didn't want the drugged wine, you know, uh, that the woman offered. Um, he, he had to go through the whole thing. So that's why, folks, don't commit suicide. <laughs> Live a long life. Okay. Inasmuch as Jesus would make no reply to their taunts, and since it was nearing noontime of this special preparation day, by half past 11, most of the gesturing and jeering crowd had gone its way. Less than 50 persons remained on the scene. The soldiers now prepared to eat lunch and drink their cheap, sour wine as they settled down for the long death watch. As they partook of their wine, the dervishly offered a toast to Jesus, saying, Hail and good fortune to the King of Jews. And they were astonished at the master's tolerant regard of their ridicule and mocking. When Jesus saw them eat and drink, he looked down upon them and said, I thirst. When the captain of the guard heard Jesus say, I thirst, he took some of the wine from his bottle, putting it on a saturated sponge, stopper upon the end of a javelin, raised it to Jesus so that he could moisten his parched lips. Jesus had proposed to live without resort to his supernatural power, and he likewise elected to die as an ordinary mortal upon the cross. He had lived as a man, and he would die as a man, doing his Father's will. So, we, got, we have the thieves, right? And then we have the last hour on the cross. Okay, so, we got seven minutes. <clears throat> Although it was early in the season for such a phenomenon, shortly after 12 o'clock, the sky darkened by reason for the fine sand in the air. The people of Jerusalem knew this meant the coming of one of those hot wind sandstorms from the Arabian desert. Before one o'clock, the sky was so dark, the sun was hid, and the remainder of the crowd hastened back to the city. 
When the master gave up his life shortly after this hour, less than 30 people were present, only the 13 Roman soldiers and a group of about 15 believers. These believers were all women except two, Jude, Jesus' brother, and John Zebedee, who returned to the scene just before the master expired. Shortly after one o'clock, amidst the increasing darkness of the fierce sandstorm, Jesus began to fail in human consciousness. His last words of mercy, forgiveness, and admonition had been spoken. His last wish concerning the care of his mother had been expressed. During this hour of approaching death, the human mind of Jesus resorted to the repetition of many passages in the Hebrew scriptures. You start using your mantra, man, love, 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 guadza, guadza, guadza. The last conscious thought of the human Jesus was concerned with the repetition in his mind of a portion of the book of Psalms. Repetition, there he's doing a mantra. Love, 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 guadza, guadza, guadza. Now known as the 20th, 21st, and 22nd Psalm. While his lips were often moved, he was too weak to utter the words as these passages, which he so well knew by heart, would pass through his mind. Only a few times did those standing by catch some of the utterances, such as, I know the Lord will save his anointed. Your hand shall find out all my enemies, and my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus did not for one moment entertain the slightest doubt that he had lived in accordance with the Father's will. He never doubted that he was now laying down his life in the flesh of accordance with his Father's will. He did not feel that the Father had forsaken him. He was merely reciting in his vanishing consciousness many scriptures, among them the 22nd Psalm, which begins with, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And this happened to be one of the three passages which were spoken with sufficient clearance to be heard by those standing by. The last request which the mortal Jesus made of his fellows was about half past one o'clock when a second time he said, I thirst. And the same captain of the guard again moistened the lips with the same sponge wet on the sour wine and in those days commonly called vinegar. The sandstorm grew all in intensity, and the heavens increasingly darkened. Still, the soldiers and the small group of believers stood by. The soldiers crouched near the cross, huddled together to protect themselves from the cutting sand. The mother of John and others watched from a distance where they were somewhat sheltered by an overhanging rock. When the master finally breathed his last, there were present at the foot of his cross John Zebedee, his brother Jude, his sister Ruth, Mary Magdalene, and Rebecca. It was just before three o'clock when Jesus, with a loud voice, cried out, It is finished, Father. Into your hands I commend my spirit. And when he had thus spoken, he bowed his head and gave up the life struggle. When the Roman centurion saw how Jesus died, he smoke his breast and said, This was indeed a righteous man. Truly, he must have been the Son of God. And from that hour, he began to believe in Jesus. Jesus died royally. He had lived just as he had lived. He freely admitted his kinship and remained master of the situation throughout the tragic days. He went willingly to his death after he had provided for his safety of those chosen apostles. He wisely restrained Peter's troublemaking violence and provided that John might be near him toward the 
mortal end. He revealed his true nature and reminded of the source of his sovereign authority as the Son of God. He started out uh, bearing his own crossbeams and finished up loving Bastol by handing over his spirit of mortal acquirement to the Paradise Father. After such a life and at such a death, the Master could truly say, it is finished. So that was his last Marantia form. And then he became the god of Nebadon. But he had to go through the whole thing. Right. And this is, uh, uh, in, in scripture, you know, the difference as you can see in the Akashic record, as we mentioned earlier, all the light that's ever reflected on the planet escapes the planet. And it's called the Akashic record. So everything that has ever happened here can be... Yeah, it's like a big computer surrounding each uh, physical planet, if you want to call it that, mm -hmm. or being. And people can travel on yeah. it, and you're and you're astral, and and have a time of you know Lob Sang Rampa, uh, the Tibetan, right? Introduced me. But to that. I, I think the important thing here too is that what most people understand by Good Friday is that you know uh, Jesus, who's the Son of God, gave up his life, which is pure showing of what unconditional love is all about. And to me, the whole process here of of Jesus and uh, and his crucifixion and death was just and his life on earth was that he came to show what unconditional love is right. all about. Right, absolutely. And that, I think, to me, is the basis for uh, Good Friday. Yes, yes. The showing and of then, that of course, unconditional love. And Easter Sunday is, of is, course. is, 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 the, the, is the resurrection. So, in this, folks, what we want to try to do here in the edge of heaven is is have people rise up to this in, in higher consciousness. So, in, in doing something like this with the Urantia book, you can see that where and what we talk about is in an example of what the teachings are uh, in, in the, as, as Jesus is a prophet, as, as Muhammad is, you know, throughout the whole uh, group of, of individuals within Buddha, the, the whole thing and what we see. But we, what you always have to remember, strongest force in the universe, that's your mantra. You stay in higher consciousness and you can direct it to control uh, whatever it is that you want or don't want to happen to you. Love, 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 love. Guadza, 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 guadza. Gatya Guam is News Talk K57.